You are listening to Let's Talk Shop, produced by Smackna and hosted by Angie Simon. Let's Talk Shop is an ongoing podcast series where sheet metal contractors discuss important topics and trends related to their business. And now, Angie Simon. Hi, this is Angie Simon, immediate past president of, of National Smackna and advisor to the board for Western Allied Mechanical. We welcome you all to this next podcast, and I'm very excited today to talk to a longtime friend, Rick Blazier, the Chief Operating Officer for Southland Industries. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, Rick, um, we're excited to talk to you. First, before we get going into what, what we were, the whole thing's about, let's, let's hear a little bit about Rick Blazier and how you came up through and where you got to in Southland as COO. It's a fascinating story, Angie. Um, <laughs> Well, originally I I, I grew up in Wisconsin and graduated from the University of Wisconsin-Platteville with a business degree uh, a long time ago. And straight out of college, I uh, drove up to the Bay Area just for all the opportunities that were uh, out here at the time and ended up uh, being a purchasing agent for Western Allied Corporation. So I uh, began my career in the mechanical contracting industry at Western Allied, worked my way, way through to be a project engineer and a project manager, uh, ended up uh, working at Therma uh, for an extended period of time as a project manager, a project executive, and an operations manager. And in 2000, decided to make a change and, and came to Southland. Um, as an operating manager, uh, eventually as the division leader, and worked my way through, you know, senior VPs, executive VPs, to the point that today I'm the CEO of the company. Wow, that's awesome, Rick. You, that was that's a a great a great story. I enjoyed when I first started there. You had already left purchasing, and you were a project manager or engineer, and it was fun working beside you for a couple of years. Uh, I can't say enough about uh, the the base, uh, the foundation that. That Western Allied provided for me, um, you know, Dick DeBrine, name some old names, but Dick DeBrine and Jim Muscarella and, and Bill Zapka and, you know, especially Jim Mercer. Yes. Uh, taught me the rigors of uh, doing proper estimating, but uh, the foundation, you know, that, that Western Allied provided for me uh, has carried me through my entire career. And I'm sure you never got a note from Jim Mercer in big black ink, did you, with a highlighted saying you did something wrong? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm sure I got more notes than anyone else, but uh, you know, Jim was fantastic to learn from. Well, let's let's tell our contractors that are listening a little bit about what Southland's work entails. What type of work does Southland do, and and how many offices do you have? Oh, you know, that's a hard question, I, you know, because we keep growing. But, uh, you know, our, our primary divisions, uh, we have five primary divisions, uh, Portland, uh, the Bay Area, uh, which kind of includes Sacramento extending into that, uh, Southern California, our Mountain West Division, which serves Arizona. But then, it, you know, it goes all up through Idaho and Utah and, you know, depending on where projects are. Um, and then we have a, a mid-Atlantic division, uh, which serves the DC mark, greater DC market, but then also, you know, really serves any major projects east of the, the Mississippi. And then, uh, you know, obviously we've just acquired uh, Brandt, which, you know, has a huge presence in, in Texas. So, you know, 
we've, we've always considered ourselves a nationwide contractor, but uh, the acquisition of Brandt certainly is, you know, I, I think it's really brought it home for us that, you know, we can pretty much go anywhere our clients want to take us. Yeah, well, Texas is a, I mean, that's a big part of our nation and they do a lot of work in Texas. So yes. um, what kind of work do you focus on typically? Well, we're, uh, our focus is on design, build, design, assist uh, projects. So projects that are, you know, technically complex, uh, they're challenging, uh, but also, you know, the customers have a value uh, of, you know, doing repeat business and the value of, you know, establishing trust. In terms of the markets, you know, healthcare, you know, large campus, mission critical, higher education, biotech, you know, government, whether it's city, state, federal. I mean, those are pretty much a lot of the key areas that we focus on. Yeah, great. Well, so tell us the interesting your acquisition of brand brands. Um, you know, many of us contractors are very interested in mergers and acquisitions because for one, a lot of contractors are saying, how, how can I find a, a succession plan for my company. Um, and they're looking for that, but it, you know, this was one of the largest ones around and I actually took me by surprise. I'm sure you guys have been working on it for a while, but a lot of us were really surprised when we heard it being that I think you guys, you know, Brant's about, it, it increased your volume by 30, 40% probably. Probably about 50%. Uh, okay. you know, they're, they're around a, a little North of 500 million a year. We're probably around one, one. So together we're, Sitting around 1.6 billion uh, in terms of revenue. Wow, that's amazing! How did that all come about? And uh, I'm sure Texas was interesting just because of the location and how much work is in Texas. Yeah, I think a lot of things come about if you if if you're in the acquisition market. And, you know, you, I, I don't think you just sit around waiting for the one opportunity. You have to, you know, be out there constantly and looking and establishing. Uh, relationships with potential people, whether, you know, whether it's a year from now or five years from now or 10 years from now, uh, you you have to try to get a feel for those companies, where they stand and, you know, what they stand for, you know, work, work your way through that. This one came up, you know, we knew a little bit about Brandt. Obviously, we didn't know tons about them, but, uh, you know, we, we were fortunate to be able to take some meetings and meet with Barry Moore and Steve Hayes and, you know, really get to know them and their business philosophy a little bit. And, you know, it kind of went from there. Wow. So what kind of due diligence do you have to do when you're looking at a company? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's, uh, it's exhaustive. Uh, Let's put it that way from, from our, and, and we did this one in a relatively, a short amount of time from introduction to close uh, was about a six month process for us. Wow. wow. And, uh, you know, the amount of work, I mean, you know, you can just imagine the amount of paperwork that is involved in terms of everybody trying to review everything. Uh, but, you know, more than anything, I, you know, I think you look at the leadership of the company and you try to uh, evaluate if what you're hearing from the leadership permeates and resonates through the rest of the company. So if you can, you know, the more people you can get access to in the acquisition process to, you know, see if, if, if it's ringing true and it's aligning with what you've been told, 
I, I think that goes a long way. This business is people and, you know, people are what makes you successful uh, more than anything. I mean, your employees, if you have happy employees and good employees, that's that's going to end up with happy customers and, you know, you're going to end up making money. So it's even, I mean, you know, we think of when you get an acquisition, you're looking, I'm sure your financials are being looked at, but that's more the black and white stuff. So the cultural fit is probably the stuff you're talking about is probably the biggest challenge to figure out if it's going to work, right? Yeah. But yeah I mean, it's, it's easy. You know, I, I almost, I would say the financial aspects of it, uh, you know, to get you to the next stage of an acquisition are fairly straightforward. You're going to look at those, you're going to, you know, evaluate past performance and look at all the metrics that you look at and say, okay, you know, there's something here to look at. And then, you know, then, you know, you get into the difficult things of, you know, how, how is this going to blend culturally? You know, how do these companies come together? Can we create synergy or, you know, it, it, are there too many differences uh, in the company? Yeah, you know, we, Western Ally did it. We were looking at acquiring a potentially a non-union service company and everything was a plus until we hit culture. And when we realized their culture and our culture were very different, we just decided that that was a reason for us to walk away from it. So um, th- this one obviously checked all the boxes in. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's, it's really important to be able to have the discipline to walk away uh, from the opportunities. I mean, a lot of people get into deal heat and, you know, they want to, you know, close close the deal, but uh, you know you have to be disciplined and take a look at you know the entire package. And if there's enough things that aren't lining up, and it's a dance, you know, there's a little bit of dancing involved with it. But uh, again, you know, what's how transparent is everybody being? How honest and transparent are we being as an acquiring company? And then how transparent are is the company being acquired? You know, how how transparent are they being? Um, and, and, you know, you got a short, really a short amount of time to figure all that out. And have you, you've been, it's been about six months, I think, right? I think it was around the end of the year last year this happened. Uh, we closed it in March 31st. So we were probably what, three months. Now? Oh, three months. Okay. Have you been three months? How are you doing with the people? I mean, what are you, what are you experiencing with the people at Branton? Are they fitting well? Everything that that we went through in the uh, acquisition process, I would say, is is has been what we've seen so far has been true. I mean, everything that we've expected, probably even more than we've expected in terms of fits. Yeah, uh, it, it's all been great. Uh, I can't, you know, I, again, we 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 spent a lot of hours in the acquisition process and in the due diligence process. So, you know, that's, I, I, I would compare it to uh, preparing yourself to bid a job. You know, how much are you going to wing it or are you going to put in the time on the front end and know what you're going to get on the back end? Well, we all know what happens when you wing it. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's best to put the time in, right? Right. Um, well, now does Brant, uh, how long will they stick with the Brant name? Do they keep that for a while? You know, that, that, that's interesting. Uh, you know, we've we've done uh, a couple of different acquisitions. And, um, you know, when, when you acquire a company, there's a lot of uh, goodwill, brand recognition, um, you know, even loyalty to a particular brand. So, you know, we, we don't have a timeline on necessarily changing it over to Southland. I think one of the 
one of the things we found, and you know, I personally believe is, you know, it's going to take some time for the two of us to really come together as a company and for us to all be one company at some point. You know, at, at that point, to me, it makes sense to you know look at brand changes because you know, now you're all together. Uh, but you know, just to go in and do a brand change for brand change sake, uh, I don't think you know has a lot of value. So we, we have no timeline at this point. TCM is a company we we probably purchased out in Oregon uh, back. I don't know. I want to say it's eight years ago. It might be more, but uh, we just. Uh, rebranded them uh, the beginning of this year. So okay. that's an example in a long time. Well, you know, that gives the, uh, gives the Brandt employees a chance to get to know Southland and the company and actually want to feel like part of it so that you don't take that feeling that they had away, particularly if they had a good culture as Brandt. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's very important. Well, will you do, how does it impact your office operations? Like, are you going to do a accounting, estimating design? Are you going to use them at all? Or are they can, they're going to continue to operate fairly independently? You know, they, they have a very, you know, obviously they're a successful company and they have all of their support staffs in place and they have their ways of doing things. So, you know, there's no need for us to go in there and go, hey, let's disrupt it and and look for all these, you know, immediate uh, cost cutting measures or anything like that. Uh, I don't think that makes any sense. Uh, we're going to take a long, slow process. We're going to really try to understand how they go about business, trying to understand their markets, how they they do their accounting and and project management and engineering, uh, try to get help them understand how, you know, what our processes are. And then, you know, you and then stand back from that and take a look at it and say, okay, what, you know, what could we take from each company potentially to, you know, to be better. You know, we're not making any real immediate changes in any of those regards. That's good. You know, oftentimes we think we do things the best way we could do it until we start uh, sharing ideas with other companies. And like I know in my peer group, we do this and all of a sudden we realize, wow, there is actually a better way to do things. And a company of brand size and their history, you may decide that a couple of the things they do is better than the way you guys do it. No, they and the little bit that we've been exposed to so far, there's a lot there. Uh, they've done an excellent job on many things. And so, you know, we have to take the time to really understand that. Yeah, great, great. Well, it, it was exciting for the industry because, I mean, it was such a big acquisition. And I know our future study in the past for uh, the New Horizons Foundation has said that we're going to be seeing a lot of acquisitions. Um, there's just a lot of middle-sized companies that people are retiring and they're not sure how to transition them out. So. Are you still continually on the look? I, I think this will slow us down a little bit, <laughs> uh, you know, in the immediate uh, future, in the next year or two. Uh, just from a standpoint of, you know, there's so much to explore. I mean, this is such a large acquisition yeah. and there's so much to explore in terms of, okay, how do we, how do we integrate and integrate effectively and, you know, become a, a much stronger company through it? I, I I don't think you'll see us in play in the immediate future. But again, you know, our, our long term goals are in order to be in that that position in an acquisition type uh, mindset. It's something you have to continuously pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brant was is has been an active partner within SmackDown um, for all a lot of their time. And we've, they've been involved in many different things with us. And 
Um, and they joined Southland, who is always very active in SmackNet. So I think that will be for SmackNet is a great is a great thing to have as well because they're now will get you get both offices involved. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, what uh, is on what kind of territories might be you looking for in the future? I mean, I guess you're probably not in the Midwest too much. I guess your Mid Atlantic kind of covers the Midwest. You know, we've been doing more work in. Ohio. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the different areas that we go into. Um, we're doing some in North Carolina. I mean, the opportunities, you know, we finished a big project in Philadelphia and actually acquired a company through that much smaller, but, um, you know, I, you know, the Great Lakes area is certainly, you know, especially as you get into Chicago and things like that. There is a lot of, you know, there seems to be a lot of potential in industrial, uh, you know, work coming up, especially as, you know, you know, the globalization economy yep. changes. Uh, who knows where all that goes eventually, but, yeah. um, you know, so, so those areas are certainly of interest. I'd say the, the upper East coast, uh, certainly has an interest, but, you know, again, you, you look at the markets, you you look at the companies, you you look at how they're structured, and you see, you know, is there a, a synergy in and it, and that's tough. I mean, it's you know, for every you know, I don't know how what our our hit ratio is, but you look at a lot of opportunities, and you got to slow down and and really see whether it makes sense. Well, you know, there's. Um... A lot of what I've heard, there's a lot of mega projects coming up in, in all across the United States, but a fair amount in the South yeah. and um, that I've been heard about a couple of Tennessee, Kentucky, um, those different areas. And have you ever acquired a non-union uh, contractor and then converted them to, con- to the union? No, we haven't. Uh, we haven't. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you bring it up, though. Brandt uh, has an electrical arm and, you know, they actually uh, were non-bargaining. Uh-huh. And they, they just switched over to bargaining uh, within the last six months or in the process of going through all that. So um, we're, we're still very much uh, a union approach. That's a, that'll make IBEW and uh, Nika very happy, I'm sure. I, I, th- I think it did make them happy when they did that. All right. Um, what about uh Staff. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, everybody's having struggles finding staff. So then acquiring a, a company like Brand is great because all of a sudden you have even more staff. But I mean, they're focused on doing their work. Uh, is, is Southland, I mean, just like Western LA, we're all trying to get more people into this industry. Um, are you you guys just seeing the same problems? Yeah, I, I, I don't see any any differences probably than anybody else is experiencing at this point. So yeah. you know, how, do, how do we make those changes? I mean, the good thing that we have is, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, people and mobility and, you know, whether they want to move to different geographic regions or uh, even project sites that sometimes go for, you know, two to five years. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity within the company to be able to do that. But uh, in terms of attracting new talent, um, I think we face a, the same problem all of us do. I mean, the, the best talent that all of us have is is the stuff that we develop ourselves and home grow and then you know trying to you know select those few experienced people out there that you know are able to blend into your uh into your company that have the experience 
And I think we probably as contractors need to take ownership of helping our unions to find more tradespeople as well, because uh, we're going to be in trouble in the future with that. So we need to help sell that as well. Well, uh, yeah, and that's an excellent point. You know, so whether it's you know, workforce development programs, um, th- there's a lot of things that, you know, our companies need to do that maybe won't necessarily immediately benefit our companies, but is crucial for us being able to staff, uh, you know, the, the demands of, of the market moving forward. Yeah. Uh, you know, certainly there's lots that can be done there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I might be reaching out there to uh, Southland to try to get you guys in different locations to run one of those heavy metal summer camps because we're, we're finding very, we were very successful in, in letting high school kids know about the trades. And it, it is sad to hear that our average age of entering our apprenticeships around 27. So they do roam around quite a lot. So we can get people in a little younger. Maybe we can get them with a longer duration in our trades. No, we're very interested in talking about that with you, Angie. Yeah, good, good. Well, Rick, um, is there anything else? Let's see, what other exciting initiatives is, is Southland working on? I'm throwing a curveball at you here. I didn't tell you to ask you that question. Oh, yeah, you didn't you didn't prep this. This was I know, I know. Uh, what initiatives? I, you know, I, I think our there's some very basic initiatives, at least I try to to get our divisions to work on, and it has more to do with you know, being able to, you know, forecast uh, our workforce on projects over extended periods of time and trying to drive accuracy there, you know, forecasting accurately uh, from a a financial perspective, Uh, certainly, you know, pre-construction ability and, you know, how, how quickly can we develop detailed uh, cost estimates based on limited material and still be, you know, very cost responsible and accurate? Um, and then, you know, I, you know, from a people perspective, it, it's it, it's it's being able to, and this is a very overused term, you know, high performance teams, but you know, it's how, how do you you know, go through that process and what are you doing to help drive it? And nobody is going to get to a high performance team level without some friction. And, and, you know, and that's okay. And you have, you have to go through some of that. And when you have so many different people and divisions and everything else, uh, it it just takes, you know, it takes a tremendous amount of energy, you know, trying to, you know, keep everyone challenged and, and, you know, trying to get them frosty so that, uh, you know, they can you know, achieve their best. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes we on the project management level side uh, and then we want them to grow into managing a group of people as a project exec, for example, we forget the fact that maybe their education was engineers and um, we didn't have a whole lot of management of people. So coaching, for example, is a great thing to have. And I know that that you guys do some of that as well. And you try to help them and teach them how to manage people because engineers manage themselves and, and numbers well. But well, we do it a lot. I mean, I, first of all, you, you bring up engineering and I'll, I'll say, you know, our, our belief is engineering is the heart and soul of of what we do. Now, having said that, uh, you bring up engineering personalities also, which tend to be very black and white. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. No. So the growth opportunities for all of us, for, you know, for for me, you know, trying to work with 
engineering groups and for them trying to work with me and, and, you know, trying to get everybody to see each other's viewpoints. I mean, that's, that's an important part of, uh, of our, our journey and our experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's excellent. Yeah. We, uh, I always joke because I am an engineer, uh, but you know, initially you and I were partnered kind of as project managers together and I utilized, I didn't know what a PNL was until I got there and you explained to me on the business side, what that was. But then I, uh, ended up running a company, but I married an MBA. So that worked. I just learned at night with him. So well, I, I, it's hard for me to believe you would have learned anything from me back in those days. But. <laughs> oh, come on now. We did definitely for sure. But well, Rick, very uh, great conversation. I mean, I think, like I said, that acquisition kind of shook the whole industry. There were, it was really exciting to hear about it. And um, I mean, I mean, we there's acquisitions going on all the time, but one of that magnitude was pretty groundbreaking and um, really appreciate you being willing to share about it. And, uh, and I'm sure everybody here will be very interested in that. So. No, thanks, Angie. I, I mean, I can't, again, I can't uh, express how excited we are, you know, just in this short amount of time in, in terms of how the companies have come together and we're, we're expecting a lot out of it. Uh, very optimistic about uh, the two of us moving forward together. Great, great. And I thank you also, something like I said, is always active with us in SMACNA. So we appreciate the time that you guys give us. So yeah, it's our pleasure and our obligation. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, Rick. It'll be, it's great talking to you and uh, I'll catch up with you some other time. Okay. Thank you, Angie. Thank you. Let's Talk Shop is brought to you by SMACNA, the Sheet Metal and Air Conditioning Contractors National Association. For more information, visit smacna.org.